Hello friends and welcome to Monday's edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm your host Mark Heath. Ipswich Town of course won at the weekend and as Andy Hutch Warren told you a win is better than a loss. That could be the name for this week's show but before we get going three kings join me today and there's only one place I can start. If you're watching on video you can already see him with the tousled hair of a successful author. Our very own Shakespeare, the bacon bard, the big porker, Mike Bacon is back in his house, baby. Mike, how are you? How is Hollywood? When can we see 38 Sleeps coming to Netflix or Amazon Prime or Apple TV soon? Well, Heath, thank you very much. I mean, I must confess, it has been a very has been a, a very hectic few months, to say the least. And yes, Hollywood, <laughs> well, I could, it was wonderful. Absolutely extraordinary. I mean, what a... Uh, what a place is, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you probably know it's a little village up, um, I'm near Bromsgrove, uh, in <laughs> Hollywood. and uh, of course I've got family up there and uh, that's where I've spent uh, most of Christmas because it was my auntie Fanny's 80th birthday, <laughs> would you believe? And, I, uh, no, her, I don't believe that for a second. No, well, her, yes, of course, <laughs> and her and, her and Uncle John um, had huge celebrations over the Christmas period, allowed me to take 1,000 books up. Um, for extraordinary signing session over Christmas. So um, up at Hollywood there, I had a great time. It was uh, it was really extraordinary. Um, and uh, it, I've been away for a little while, so it wasn't just up there, Heath. Do you want me to carry on where else I've been? Please, it's, um, please, please absolutely. Okay, yeah, yes. I think the KOA Army need to know, because um, while I was up there, I got talking to um, a friend of mine who runs a cruise ship, and we went on a little cruise um, <laughs> just down to the Canaries, um, because a friend of mine down there has opened... A restaurant, Vamos La Porca. I mean, can you extraordinary? <laughs> uh, of which he had already asked me to come down with some books, um, which I brought down, signed some down there. So that took us into the new year. Um, extraordinary. It's been, it's been a bit well, as as you know, when you're when you're an author of this stature, um, life doesn't stand still. And yeah. um, so, yes, Ethy, thank you ever so much for welcoming me back. I'm, I'm glad to be back on the KOA pod. It's been fantastic. I was supposed to go, a little story here, I was supposed to go to the African Cup of Nations final, actually, uh, over this weekend, another invite. Um, but Amazon Prime couldn't guarantee my books to be there. So I was a little bit, <laughs> didn't really want to make the journey and then not have any books to sign. Um, so I came back and uh, uh, support Road on Saturday and thoroughly enjoyed, obviously, Town's win over Gillingham. Um, so that's a, a quick resume, really, Heathy, of uh, what's been going on. Uh, obviously, I've been plugging into all the KOA pods throughout my, you know, throughout my trip. And uh, it's, it's just yep. great to be back. Thank mm. you very much for, for just allowing me my a little time there to tell you where I've that's been. That's all right. Your your success is our success. That's the way Thank I see you. it. Uh, me, Casa, as you, Casa. Um, now you're a, 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 an author of some considerable standing, Mike. I assume you've got like John Grisham on speed dial, have you? J.K. Rowling hitting mm. her on the WhatsApp, that sort of business. Is that mm. how you're rolling now? Uh, J.G., you mean, J.G. Um, yeah. yeah, and um, of course, yeah, I'll speak, I, I was Netflix, I have a little bit of issue with Netflix in so much as they won't. <laughs> I was hoping to get get in with them, you know, but they won't talk to me until I upgrade my own subscription because I've only got like two people <laughs> on mine. And... <laughs> That's always a bit mean, really. So until I upgrade to four or five, they're not, not we're not we're not actually in discussions yet. But hopefully, uh, thirty eight sleeps will. Well, who knows? Be coming to a screen near you. Um, difficult. And just like difficult. Say, um, it was also nice for me to return the same week Joe Piggott returned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well orchestrated that. Nice of town to, to roll him out of the weekend just for you, Mike. And and salutations and season greetings to your auntie Fanny and Uncle John as well. Thank you very next much. Next time you speak to them. Um, next up, and I'm not sure we can ever match that reintroduction of the big porker hutch hogan how are you i'm fine Let, let's not even let's not even try um <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> I'm, let's just i'm here it let's I'm roll here. straight on let's move let's move on 
and roll straight on into Roscoe, the prospect, the beard, the entertainer, soon to be the driver. Ross, I vaguely remember you telling us that this month was the month you take your driving test. Let me guess. Yes. It's, it's not, not this month. No, it's been moved back. <laughs> yeah. Um, when are we now looking? Hopefully soon. I'm trying to get it sorted. It's just, yeah, it's a bit of a mess at the moment. But yeah, you've been, we'll you've been trying there. to get it sorted for about the last three years, Ross. Yes. Um, just a reminder: there is a, an automatic grand for you waiting yes. as soon as you pass that test, and your uh, your kind of lackadaisical approach to it is somewhat <laughs> puzzling. But there we go. I suppose it's safe for the rest of Suffolk's, Suffolk's road users at the moment. Mate, uh, I saw road. it. It's in the office, stuffed in a hold all, just in the corner, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in £10 notes. It's it's ready for you. Get it sorted and take your bag of cash. Yes. You must be doing all right for yourself, Ross, if you can just you can just ignore this this extra grand. Anyway, um, Not really. let's move on to the football, shall we, friends, after that rather magnificent intro and welcoming back of the Suffolk bard, Mike Bacon. Um, I called it. A win is better than a loss, Hutchie. So I'm going to start with you because that's your piece of wisdom. And if ever a game suited that particular moniker, it was this one, wasn't it? Winning it... ugly. Yeah, this is what it was written for, wasn't it? We, we have already called a podcast a win is better than a loss. So part two, is this mm. is this a win is better than a loss part two? Yeah. Um, what, was the other, what was the other thing you dropped? If you, if you can't score goals, you can't win games. That doesn't really work. Something. Yeah, it was something quite deep. Um, yeah, but I can't remember. But I'd, I, I, all, this is almost a, a win is better than a draw, uh, as well. Um, Let's go with that. We, we will go with that one um, because it was um, Ipswich didn't play very well. They didn't really get going. Um, stuttered through the game, but ultimately, ultimately came up with a piece of quality from Connor Chaplin when it mattered, and um, and they got the three points, which is which is all that matter, uh, really. We want to see them play better than this, and we, um, I think the thing is, we, we we know they need to play better than this. This this isn't this doesn't quite feel like they've scraped to say they did this at MK on Saturday hmm. and got the result at MK playing this way. I don't think any of the kind of the sort of slightly negative feeling about it would be there, um, but because it was Gillingham, it you know we know they need to play better than this, but ultimately. You can't really grumble. They've got the job done and, and that's what they needed to do. Hmm. Mike, obviously you've been um, pressing the flesh in, in Celebrityville for the last few months. Back at Portman Road on Saturday with your boy Joe Piggott starting up front. Lovely. Um, what was it like for you? What was the game like? I mean, as Andy said, I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because as soon as Chapman scores, everything changes. The atmosphere changes. The the, the game, the, the thought process of the fans, everything changes in that one moment. But... It was a terrible, I mean, it was a second half up to that point was an absolute shocker. I mean, the first half wasn't great. Mm. It, it, look, Ipswich really are in position now just getting points on the board. They've got to get those points. They've got to close that gap. They're closing it slowly, but it is slowly. Um, mm. But as, as as Andy rightly said, if they do that at MK, if they, get, if they grab that sort of ugly, horrible performance at MK on Saturday, fantastic. But at mm. home, you just want a bit more, don't you? You want a few more crosses in the box. You want a bit more oomph. You want a bit more attacking football. There was lots of crab stuff. There was lots of sideways passing, and you know it was it wasn't a great performance. But then again, the new manager, perhaps if you win, you win. A man, he's a man who wins games ugly. I mean, that's mm. sometimes people. That's what wins your titles. That's what gets you in that promotion, promotion top six, winning games like that. On Saturday. I mean, you know, with Neil Harris, clearly Gillingham are, are a different side to the one that Town won at you know down at down on the south coast. Is Gillingham on the south coast, or is Kent in it? No. Anyway, no, no, no. <laughs> Where am I thinking? Oh, yeah. Anyway, but, no, clearly, have to worry yeah. about stuff like that. 
I don't worry about. I'm, I get chauffeur driven. I don't care yeah. where they. I don't really. Um, so no. Um, yeah. So they're a different side. New manager, of course. Are they look quite organised actually, which was quite mm. nice for them and their fans. But you know, it, it wasn't. It's literally is three points. Park and for God's sake, let's just move on. And I mm. think that's that's just about it. I was glad to see Piggott. Glad to see Piggott yeah. play. By the way. We'll talk about that team in a minute. But Rossi, um, we talked a little bit last week, certainly on the boot room and the preview stuff that we did, that the, the danger of this game was going into it kind of overconfident and complacent given what Town had already done to Gillingham. Um, was it always, do you think, going to be a game like this in terms of Neil Harris is coming, he's got them a win, he was going to make them difficult uh, and hard to beat at Portman Road. It was always going to be a bit of an ugly game, wasn't it? Do you, do you not think? It was never going to be a, a five or six nil stroll as much as we joked about it. No, yeah, I think a lot of people predicting, you know, less than less than two goals, really, because I think we knew this was going to be ugly. Um, it was a big, you know, the b- banana skin that we mm. normally would slip on, but thankfully we didn't. But um, yeah, fair play to Gillingham. They'll be disappointed that they lost this game because um, they probably deserved a point overall. Mm. Um, I hate to be that guy. Maybe the worst performance under McKenna so far, um, but still good signs in terms of this town team. And now being tougher to beat, um, mm. but yeah, a frustrating afternoon. And um, yeah, as Mike said, let's move on. Let's forget about this game. And yeah, on to Donny. But let's not forget about this game because we still have to talk about it a little bit more, Rossi. So thanks for that segue, um, Hutchie. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the team because there was a bit. Uh, we've already alluded to it. The boy, uh, the small porker, the mini porker, starting up top, which is a bit of a surprise. What did you make of the the side? Evans was back in it, um, teamed with Carroll. What were your thoughts at 2pm when you saw the side? Um, a little, maybe a, I've not seen enough from Joe Piggott to think he was ready, but deserved to come in for a start. Hmm. But Kieran McKenna sees him all week in, in training. He sees a lot more of him than me. Um, so in, in a way, I was glad to see him get a chance. In, in another, I was a little... A little puzzled by it, I think. Um, I don't particularly like James Norwood out on the left, which is where he kind of started the game, and it drifted around a little bit from the the front three did from from that point on. They popped up in different positions, but kind of as a nominal kind of left sided attacker, I don't really like James Norwood in that mm. in that position. I think he you, you lose the best the best of him. Um, I didn't think the midfield at Sheffield Wednesday, which was. El Mazzuni and Backinson offered enough. So to see Evans and Carroll in for them, uh, I, I guess I was pleased by that. But I, going on to how these guys played, I, I just think they're missing Sam Morsi in that midfield yeah. so much. Um, or somebody that can drive with the ball through the middle of the pitch. It, they haven't got the midfield blend without, without him in there. And it was the same with these two. I thought Evans did okay. I've seen that. I've seen. I think he's one that that people are quite, quite can be quite negative about. So certainly, but I, I thought he did okay. His job is to kind of sweep the ball around. But, but Tom Carroll, that is his. That's his inclination as well, is to kind of do that as well. And it just became a very one-paced midfield that kind of funneled the ball out wide. Hmm. I thought. I thought Piggott, um had a few decent moments where he was able to come deep and hold the ball up a little bit, but he had as many where it bounced off him and I'm not sure I'm not sure he got in the game anywhere near as much as he would have wanted so that that's where it kind of it kind of broke down the injury to Wes Burns didn't help Dominic Thompson wasn't able to get forward particularly much down the 
down the left, which you need these wing backs to do. So there were quite a few areas of this team that didn't that didn't function. It is including the goal scorer Connor Chaplin, who who thankfully came up with a real moment of quality, but this wasn't his best Ipswich game either. Um thankfully he just thankfully he did come up with a, a thumping shot that won it because I think um had he not that that could have proved really quite problematic for Ipswich because I don't know where a goal would have come from if it hadn't mm. come from from that moment. What's your take on Piggott starting? Because it's his first start in God knows how long, wasn't it? We've heard McKenna talk about how he and Jackson have got important roles to play before the end of the season. And clearly they've got this kind of striking situation where they need to keep a bunch of good strikers happy. Um, do you think we're going to start seeing this kind of a bit more now in terms of Bond dropping out? He's done it before, hasn't he? He rested Bond and brought him back. I think that was a Saturday for a Tuesday game or vice versa. Mm. Obviously they're at Doncaster tomorrow. Do you, can you see the, the arguing for that, the reasoning behind that? I can I can certainly see the argument in giving Bon a rest. If if I'm honest, I think it was getting to the point where Macaulay needed a bit of a rest around mm. the time of McKenna's appointment. Um, and I but I can also completely see why a new manager would come in and not immediately think that resting the leading goal scorer is the uh, most sensible thing to do, mm. both for on the pitch and kind of the feeling from the stands off it as well. But that's kind of mid-December was kind of when I started feeling that Macaulay really needed to have a rest. Um, but I, I hope we don't get into kind of a rotation game from this yeah. point. I, w- I want to see someone, I want it, and I think that person is Macaulay Bond because I think he showed some, when he came on, I think he showed just that little bit more control. Um, it was easier to do that, I guess, because the, the game... They were one nil up at that point, and Gillian were a little bit more open. But um, I, I don't know. For, for me, I don't think Piggott did. I don't think he did enough to, hmm. to, to kind of push his push his case. Hard to do. That was. I think that was. I think I'm right in saying that's his second league start since August, which is mad considering hmm. what we thought he could be for Ipswich. And you have to you have to be fair and say it's tough to come in and, and deliver immediately. But sadly he's in a position where he needs to come in and deliver immediately mm. because they have got options there. Mm. Um, so he'll need to do, for me, he needs to do more than that if he's going to, if he's going to really force his way into the team. Mike, what, what were your observations of of the team and Piggott in particular? We know he's your boy. Um, there was, there was some criticism from the, the KOA fan social guys afterwards, notably David Flisher, who, who referred to Piggott just not having the mobility. I think, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said he's as mobile as an old, old van or something like that. Um, a tank, that's it. Um, is that a fair criticism, do you think, with, with Piggott? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't it, it's not going to be, it wasn't Piggott's greatest game, was it? I mean, as Andy said, that was his second start since August. I mean, this is a guy who scored goals for fun last year and, or well, last mm. two or three years. Um, I, I, he just needs a run. He just needs a run of games. I don't think he's going to get it. And I, I, the trouble is, Cook never gave him any opportunities or very few. And now I think McKenna's just sort of like trying to find what he wants to find. Nor Norwood, I don't understand what Norwood was, what what position he was really supposed to be playing. One minute he was on the left, then he was on the right. Piggott, would he benefit? Uh, Piggott and Bon? I don't know if they played together. I, I know they did at Cheltenham because I remember Piggott glancing on the uh, the header for Bon to miss from six inches. I mean that's Piggott who flicked the ball on for Bon to go around the keeper, wherever he did, and Bon missed it. Um, mm. So they were playing together then. Um, yeah, Piggott needs some. He he'll hold the ball up all day long, but he needs he needs. What I found frustrating about the performance is, is watching the likes of Wolfenden and Edmondson making great efforts to stride forward with the ball. Wolfenden mm. sometimes into the opponent's penalty area, which was extraordinary. Good for him. 
but nothing from our midfield doing that. And 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 that to me is, is where it's wrong. Our midfield holding players shouldn't just be holding; they should be driving. And I don't. Mm. And then I think you could play off Piggott more. Instead, you're just playing the ball up to Piggott, expecting him to hold it off, and just do what? Play it sideways. You know, get crosses in the box, get people driving towards. I suppose you could say it could be Bon or Piggott, whoever. Um, I like. I, I just like to see the guy given chance. You, you you know you don't score as many goals as he scored without having something, mm. and he scored them at this level. He hasn't mm. scored in the National League or League Two. He scored them at this level. And with all due respect to Wimbledon, possibly with, I don't know, Pops, not so great a midfield as, as players as we have here at Ipswich. I think you'd need to change a fair amount of the approach from the team to make it work. Like if you look at what he did at Wimbledon, he was playing up front. When we saw him against Ipswich for Wimbledon, he was generally playing up front with Ollie Palmer, who's another, another big boy. It's kind of like... We've got Bon and Norwood of the Bash brothers. I don't know what these two would have been. They were kind of the bigger Bash brothers, just like a bit more chunky, a bit more, a bit more physical. And, and they did give them that supply of, of balls into the box, and that that's how they scored a lot of the goals. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. Uh, we talked about Scott Fraser last week, didn't we? About him. I was saying he, he for me, he hadn't done enough to build a team around his mm. style, and I, and I would argue. I would argue at this point the same for the same for Joe Piggott. Um, similarly to Scott Fraser, there are you've, Fraser obviously had the likes of Selena Chaplin, Aluko in the equation as well. Um, Piggott's got Bon, Norwood, even Caden Jackson. I don't think you're. I don't think he's he's he certainly hasn't been given the chance to do it, but he also hasn't shown enough to get, make McKenna or even Cook think that you know what we should dictate this team's playing style hmm. around getting the best out of Scott Fraser or or Joe Piggott. Hmm. Shall we clearly the win was was a was an ugly one, but shall we shall we take some positives from it, Rossi, as we always try to do? Um they did win. Uh and in terms of performance as Christian Walton, um Mike's already mentioned Wolfenden. Um what stood out for you? Uh... Uh, not much to be fair. Connor Chaplin, um, it's got nine goals for him now. He's only started 17 games. So for him to pop up and score a very good goal, um, mm. it came out of nothing. A goal that came out of nothing. Because um, once again, you know, we all like this team, we control possession. Unfortunately, it's just no, you know, cutting edge. You know, in the final third, I just don't know. I don't think our players know what to do. They just, they just don't shoot enough, which is just frustrating. You know, we are missing Sam Moore big time. I can't wait when he's back for Milton Keynes on Saturday because it's just no, as, as Mike said, there's no drive in that midfield. Some, one of our players has to pick up the ball and, you know, create something. Um, we have to rely on Wolfie and Edmondson. And, um, yeah, Wolfie was, again, he is thriving under McKenna. He's, he's loving life at the moment. He's He's been good. But, um, you know what? Job done. You know, th- these results is what we got to, you know, get to get out of this league. Um but yeah, it's just a frustrating game against a team. Gillingham, they had 10 men behind the ball the whole mm. game, pretty much. Um, but they have improved Gillingham. Um, and they may just about stay up Gillingham. Just about, maybe. But they've it's a big lost. Ask. Lot, yeah, big ask. But, uh, you know, five wins in seven league games on the McKenna. Another clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Happy days. Um, yeah, like you said, Walton had a good game as well. Made some, you know, key saves. Gillingham, they had more chances than us. I think they hit the post at some point in the game, didn't they? Mm. Um, but yeah, just a uh, back three solid. And um, normally, as I said, 
under previous managers, we will slip under this banana skin. But thankfully, we didn't. It's uh, three points in the bag. Hutchie, you're obviously the man who said that Wolfenden would thrive under McKenna. I'll just shout you out for that one. Um, little tick there. In, in terms of the Connor Chaplin thing, let's have a, a brief moment to talk about him because it's interesting. Uh, Connor Chaplin scored nine goals in 17 starts and he's not a nailed-on starter in this town team. Um, nope. What do we make of his his contribution? And uh, with stats like that, there should be a way of getting him in, shouldn't there? Mm. Into the starting eleven every week, you'd think. He's never been a nailed on starter, has he? No. At any point under under, he's had runs of games, but you you never you never went into those games <clears> thinking, well, Connor Chaplin start starting this game. I, he's got the they're different players, but he's got a um, he's got a touch of the Salinas about him for me that he that he can have kind of quiet games. He's different to Selena in that he's full of effort. Like you, mm. he's constantly buzzing around. He's always working. I don't think you'll ever see a Connor Chaplin game where you think that he's not put, not put the effort into the game. That's a given with him, but he, but he does have games where he's in and out of it. He's quiet. He doesn't get going. He tries things. They don't come off, but in that same way that Selena can do it, he can just come up with something. Um, and he's got these little pockets of space that he likes to find around the box, and and he's not he isn't afraid to shoot when he gets the chance. You see the the power that he put through the ball that that scored this one, and I think that's the he's obviously playing as kind of this wide midfielder sometimes, attacking midfielder sometimes, but he is also has a pedigree as a striker as a player, and I think you can see those striking instincts in him that that he he just knows where the goals goal is at certain times, but. I don't think he's going to get into this side as a striker, which is which is why we've seen him pop up in like other positions, like as a number ten, wide wide attacker. I would have him in the side. I would. Um, I think as part of a, if the rest of the team were free, free flowing a little bit more, I think you'd see more of him. I think if there was a midfield breaking forward, as Mike says, you've you've not got that thrust coming from the midfield. If if there was that support there for him to link with with people. I think he would. Um, I think he'd thrive in that. Even Wes Burns down his down his side wasn't mm. able to get forwards as much as we've as we've seen them able to. Um, a, a, a Wes Burns in the final third that is there for uh, for Chaplin to link with would help him as well. But he, he seems to be able to come up with the moments, and that's um, that's what you need from a player. I, I really like him as well. I think they've signed a good good person. In him, I think they've signed someone that wants to be part of the club, and he seems very keen to be kind of involved in um, off the pitch things as well. So he's one that I think is a, is a long term thing for Ipswich. It's, it would just be nice to find a role in a team that really, really suits him. Can I just say on that note, in terms of him being a good person, he gave some great quotes at the weekend. Two of which I'm going to recount now. I love the one about being able to bring ten lads for, out of a pub and put them on the edge of the box, and they'd be hard to break down. That's something I'd like to see, by the way. If you take 10, 10 pub, literally pull them out of a pub and put them up against a pro team, I'd watch that, see how long it takes to break down. And the other thing was the quote about Ed Sheeran, which I thought was lovely, um, about him, if he ever met Ed Sheeran. He said, Ed Sheeran's my favourite. Obviously, Ross would disagree. Mm. Um, and if I ever met him, I'd be like starstruck and I wouldn't be able to say anything, which is mm. nice, isn't it? For a, yeah. a professional footballer who is, is lauded you know, in, in his own way as, as, a, as a star athlete, that kind of concept of him being awestruck by a uh, yeah, significantly larger celebrity, let's be honest. Um, but again, it's, it's still nice. Yeah, like he he was asked about that. I think it was Phil Hab <clears throat> from from TWTD after the game asked him about about 
that and like mm. he didn't he didn't know Ed Sheeran was there at that point and the little smile on his face was was he was beaming probably happier yeah. than he was with the actual goal um my favorite Connor Chaplin thing from the weekend by the way is with the picture that our photographer uh Steve Waller got of him celebrating the goal um I'm just going to quickly get it up on my screen and oh, see his, who it was his head being pulled back yeah I think it's I think that's Lee Evans behind him he's essentially kind of like pulling his forehead as tight as can be so that his eyes pop out of his head <laughs> yeah that's a way to celebrate a goal excellent Mike as a way of rounding off this this chat about um Gillingham um it's it, I think it's an interesting debate it's just town have, have won five of seven games under Kieran McKenna um and they started out like gangbusters clearly but the last couple of games um Ross and I think she also made the reference this is the poorest performance under McKenna Bolton um, obviously, they lost Sheffield Wednesday. They lost Ackerton Stanley wasn't the greatest display either. Um, could, we, we say, and it rolls off the tongue as a cliche, it's a sign of a good side to be able to win games like this. But you could also argue it's a side of a not very good side to scrape a 1 0 win against a side like Gillingham um, and really have to work hard for it. So, where, where do you sit in the current kind of how we feel about town? They've got a massive job on to get to the playoffs. Um, it, do you think it's fair to say these are the sort of games that? we wouldn't have won under previous managers and that's a positive in itself and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it, it is, it is nice to win ugly. They are, that, that is part of the process of, of being a good football side, but you know, they lost at Bolton. They lost at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, these are matches they didn't win ugly. They didn't get a draw from ugly, you know, mm. um, it's, Ipswich, we're where, we are where we are. We're still what eight points off the playoffs, six, eight, seven. I don't know. We're still eight points off the playoffs. Whatever. We're still a way off. And yes, it is good to get the three points. I'm no, I'm not convinced yet. It, it feels like the season's sort of like starting up all over again with a new manager who's trying to find his team. You mm. know, we spent all this with Cook for months. Cook not knowing what his best team was, who his best striker was, who his best this was, who his best that was. And Cesar now having the same issues. And understandably, I mean, he's coming in as a new manager, you know. Understand, he's trying to find. So Piggott gets a start. You know, Nord gets a start. Um, you know, it's Wolford and suddenly back in the fold. And we're almost sort of like starting again. But time's running out if we're not careful. And that's my, that's my only concern. My concern isn't, are Ipswich good enough to be in the playoffs? Yes, they are. My, t- my my concern is we can't afford to keep losing matches. And while it's great to beat Gillingham one nil, that's great. But that could easily have been a draw on Saturday, easily, mm. and that would have been disappointing to say the very least. It's not, nothing's nothing's disastrous because while there's enough points on the board, you know there's points on the board, and and, and mm. you, you're going to get shot down in flames if you start saying, "Oh, we can't do this, and we can't do that." We can. There's lots of points, but the performances are going to have to up. I think, you know, going mm. forward, you, you know, you're not going to get away with going to MK Dons and playing like that and hoping to get a win. You might grab a draw, but to have mm. one or two shots on target. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, as you said, it's, a th- it's three points and we move on. That's what I say. What do you say, you, Ross? He says... He's on mute. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you not listen to me, Ross. I'm trying to make some good points here. He's I was listening, but I pressed the wrong his... button. <laughs> press the wrong button. I press yeah. the wrong button. What's going on? He's just trying to book his driving test in. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, fair yeah. enough. That's that's for, a good enough. For ne- next July, July 2023. <laughs> um, 
Actually, before we do move on, just just two more notes from the game. Um, obviously, Wes Burns, we have to mention that, um, went down injured. It looked, from the pictures at least, like quite a nasty injury, but um, not as serious as, as first thought, perhaps. Hope not. No, he, um, he went down before half-time, came out, gave it a go after half-time, mm. um, couldn't couldn't finish the game. Um, if he isn't available, and very much hope he is, but if he isn't available for, for tomorrow night's game, it'd be interesting to see where they go with that. We'll get on to Doncaster in a minute, but there's not really a... There are players that could play there, but there's not a... There's not a like a natural like for like that could come in there and give them the same directness that um that Burns can. So hopefully this, this is the next thing I wanted to come on to from Burns. Carl Edwards replaced him, which is the first time we've seen Carl Edwards play under McKenna. Mm. And clearly at the start of the season, we were all unbelievably high on Carl Edwards. How have we got this player in League One? He's absolute flames. Uh and he's kind of tailed off considerably since then, to the point that now we've we've not seen him for a while. Um I was going to ask you if you could see him doing the same sort of job as as Burns, but clearly you don't. I, he could do. He's one of the ones that would fall in. He can do. I think he can play in that position. I think Kane Vincent Young obviously can play in that position as mm. well. But I don't think it's almost like Burns kind of. It's almost like his kind of street fighter style special move that I that just the way that he can size up, size up a left back. It within five minutes of the start of the game, and, and work out whether he can have him on toast for the next forty-five minutes or not. And and he can he sizes them up, squares them up one on one, finds a, hopefully for him a bit of space behind, in behind it, and knocks it past him and, and beats a man to cross. Not sure anybody else has got that in them, if I'm honest. In uh, Vincent Young has his qualities; he's very good on the ball, graceful. Um, can beat a man, of course he can, but it's not the same. It's not the same mm. kind of um, f- kind of full throttle burst. Same, same with Edwards. Um, he can jink jink his way through, but it's not the same like level of power and thrust that can and direct. It's not as direct. Um, so I think if, if he's not available, we've said it so many times. If he's not available, they really miss they really miss his qualities, and there's not a like for like replacement. I don't think in terms of style, there are players that could play that position though. Mm. Just before we move on on the Burns thing, we did um, our old friend Brad from Glory Days Artwork did a very nice image for the front of the match preview at the weekend. Just want to give him a shout out. Burns, baby Burns, we put it on the front, which is Wes Burns basically on fire. Um, and essentially the entire Burns family liked it on social media, I noticed. <laughs> Wes liked it and then his whole family seemed to. Um, Wes Burns, by the way, big collector of NFTs. You know what they yes. are? Non-fungible tokens. He's got one for his avatar on Twitter, I note. That's a discussion I want to have at some point. Um, I, I can't wait to hear what Mike thinks about non-fungible tokens. But now I want to know what we all think about Doncaster. Because going into the next game, Doncaster. Well, we looked at these two games. Gillingham, struggling. Town have already hoshed them once this season. We thought, hey, easy win. Uh, and then Doncaster, bottom of the table. Town absolutely spanked them 6-0. Lee Evans, best in his of the season earlier this campaign. But now suddenly again, Gillingham were a suddenly a different proposition under Neil Harris. And now Doncaster have only gone a bloody one at Sunderland. It'll be Sunderland, um, which is a tremendous result. So, Hutchie, how are you feeling about this one going to Doncaster tomorrow night? It's not just Sunderland either. They, I think they beat MK Dons a couple of weeks ago at, M- mm. at MK. So, uh, yeah, they've got a new manager. Gary McSheffrey is there now. Um, it was it was the final days of Richie Wellens, I think, when, when they were beaten at Portman Road. So, yeah, different different beast um 
I don't think they're going to win six nil. Um, but it's the same. The same applies going into the game. They have to. They have to find a way to win. To win this game, there are greater tests coming down the road. Their their form under McKenna is enough to get. If they keep it up, they'll get in the playoffs. Hmm. But but there are there's who's still to play: Rotherham, MK Dons, Wigan, Plymouth, Oxford, Portsmouth. Uh, so many, so many tough games down the road that if you if you kind of give yourself extra work to do by not beating the teams in the in the the lower reaches of the league, um, you're, you're making your own. You're gonna have to make them up against the tougher sides. So, um, I still I would still back Ipswich to win this game. I would I still think they can win this game. Um, and, but I think they could be in for a, a similarly similarly tough night to the one that, that they've had on Saturday. Um, but I just it's another game I go into thinking that they they really need to win it. It's really important that they win it. Yeah, they absolutely have to win it, don't they, uh, Mike? Is this is this game giving you a, a different feel to, to earlier in the season? On paper, you'd say a game that Town should win, and they clearly have to win. But it's it's going to be significantly tougher, isn't it? going to Doncaster, especially off the back of a result like they had at the weekend. Yeah, but possibly the best result Ipswich could have had was that Doncaster beat Sunderland on Saturday, um, mainly because I, I don't think they'll win two on the trot. Okay. Doncaster, I think Doncaster to beat Sunderland and then Ipswich, I think it's going to be, that'll, that'll be delightful for them. They're quite capable of doing it, I suppose. Um, look, of course, it's completely different, new manager and all that and Doncaster. Uh, and my main concern is that we seem to go north of the Watford Gap. We seem to struggle a little bit on our travels. I mean, is it just me or is it, I mean, they they, they will thrash Portsmouth 4-0, Gillingham 4, Wickham 4, but I don't, have we, I mean, I haven't really kept too much on our, our big victories up north, but as soon as we get sort of north up, as soon as we get up the A1, we seem to sort of disintegrate a little bit. And that's my biggest concern, really, because these are the games you need to win. It's no, it's no good coming away from Doncaster with a point and telling the whole, you know, the manager saying, "Well, it's a, a good hard-earned point." Not against a team in the bottom four, you know. If you've got serious aspirations about promotion, I see that Sheffield Wednesday went to Burton and won on Saturday. That th- these are the things, these are the matches you just have to go and win. Um, mm. Yeah, bizarrely, I think Doncaster beating Sunderland could be in our favour because I think that's a tr- that's result the season possibly so far for Doncaster. To follow it up, well, of course they can. They can follow it up, but it doesn't always happen that clubs follow it up. They often then have a little bit of... Let's be after the Lord Mayor's show, perhaps, on Tuesday night. At, is it called the Keep Moat, Andy, still? I think so. That's certainly what I call it. Um, I imagine that there might there might be a new sponsor involved in there, but mm. Stu and I were having this chat after the game on, on Saturday. I'm not into not into stadium sponsorships. They are, they are what they are, I'm afraid, and yeah. that... Obviously, Keepmoat is the is the name of a company, but um, mm. it will always be the Keepmoat for me. That one, yeah. The, dun- the, dun- the Dunkin' Donuts Doncaster Bowl. You're not you're not a big fan of that. Um, <laughs> just looking at the at Doncaster's last few home games. Uh, last time game, uh, they lost five nil to Rotherham. Um, game before that, they lost three one at home to Plymouth. Um, beaten by Wigan two one at home. Lost to Fleetwood at home. Beaten by Sunderland at home. They don't seem to have very good home form right now. I suppose you could say they haven't got very good form at all, but certainly the last few home games have struggled. Rossi, what would you do with the side for this one? I know you're the worst person to ask this because you just say, I don't really care. Um, But offer an opinion, please. Um, The conversation always seems to be about with town, what you do with the front three. Uh, But now you've got questions around 
who replaces Burns. You have to assume that he's not going to be ready to play in this game. You'd think coming off on Saturday, you wouldn't risk him on a Tuesday at Doncaster. Uh, and also the midfield, we know Morsey's out for an, one more game. So what would you do there? The back four pretty much pick themselves, don't they? But what would you do looking further up the pitch? So, yeah, the Eco Power Stadium, that's what it's called, nope. apparently. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> it is like definitely it. the keep mode. Um, it's not much to change, really, because I, Wes Burns is going to be a big miss, of course. Um, Morsey, this would have been a perfect game again for Morsey to come in, but unfortunately he's still suspended. Um, do you bring Bomb back in? or is, Could this be a perfect game for Pickett to start again? Maybe it is. Maybe stick that. Maybe drop Norwood, maybe. I is this your opinion? I don't want you to do a Watson, ask yourself loads of questions and never actually go Yeah, that's what, I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm doing. That's um, do what I'm doing. Maybe do you start Carl Edwards? Maybe? No, that's another question. Come on. Oh, yeah. tell, tell me what you want uh, to do. Tell me what you'd do. I don't I don't know. I haven't really thought this through. I didn't know this question was going to come to me. How, how did you not expect that this is what we talk about every single one of these? Normally it goes to you. Normally I go, well, yeah, I agree with those. You must have, a, you must have an opinion, Rossi. Mm. Uh, who would you replace Wes Burns with? Let's start there. You've got, you've got Kane Vincent Young, you've got Carl Edwards. They're probably your main two options. Is Kane Vincent I, Young available, though? He wasn't even in the 18. Is he, is he arrived? He's definitely, he's definitely available, isn't he? He's, he's served his ban. As far as I know, he's training. So if those two are available, who do you, who do you stick in there, Ross? KVY. Why not? So you've, got, you've got KVY. Who are your top three? Who are you going with? You, Chap- you play- you've got to start Chaplin. Chaplin. You know, he scored. Yeah. Um, and maybe maybe just stick with Piggott and Norwood. Why not? Just, I think, yeah, stick with them. Because Contra- I think Piggott didn't have a, you know, a classic game. But if, you, if you, you brought him in for a reason, he maybe wants to just try him out. And I know Mike's a big fan of Piggott. So, yeah, why not bring him in? I know we're letting Bond. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't keep me in just because I'm a big fan of these Ross. I mean, that's, that's you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I appreciate it, but it's, um, you know, that's not really a we know. Really journalistic reason to bring him in. We know, <laughs> we know, we know Bacon's a big deal, but I don't think Kieran McKenna's sitting looking at his no, team and going, no. I'll keep picking in because Mike Bacon's a big fan. Um, yeah. Hutchie. Pull Ross out of this hole he's dug for himself. Um, tell, tell us, give us a sensible opinion on, on what to do with the team. I'd agree with Kane. Kane Vincent Young would be my choice if uh, if Wes Burns doesn't make it. My big, my, I, I don't, I don't know what he'll do with that centre midfield. Um, I what I would do with Morsi not available. We've seen two four, We've t- seen two pairs have a go at this. We've seen Backinson and Elmazuni. We've seen Evans and Carroll. I would split those pairs up and I would go Evans and Elmazuni, I think, mm-hmm. um, as a central pair for this one. Um, with Vincent Young on the right, I think he'll go with Dominic Thompson again on the left. But I would, if it was me, I'd be thinking about Matt Penny. I think he, I think he fits that mm. role. He's had, a, he's had a very up and down Ipswich career. Don't get me wrong, Matt Penny, but I think he fits that role a little bit. He fits it quite well from what I've seen. Um, then the front three is interesting. I'd, I'd be going back to Bond absolutely. I'd be I'd, I'd have I'd have Bond back in as the central striker. Um, Chaplin has to start, I would say, after digging them out of a hole at the weekend. So then it's it's one more for probably the left the left side of that front three, and I I'd be tempted. To have a little look at Kyle Edwards in that in that position, and advance. 
somewhere where he got, he can get the ball a bit higher up the pitch. Someone that could carry the ball hmm. a bit more with ball at with ball at feet. Um, there's obviously Selena to factor in here. Sonny Luco didn't even make the bench like by mm. choice. He he was fit and available. He didn't make the bench by choice. He's one that can feel very unlucky. But maybe maybe have a look at Kyle Edwards. Some energy. <laughs> good. That's good. Um, just just higher up the pitch where he, where he can get on the ball and and carry it at feet. I think that's what they've lacked. Someone that can carry the ball at feet and and sort of move play up the pitch that way I'd be I don't think he'll do it but I I would be tempted to have a little look at that so what's that kind of a 3-4-2-1 sort of scenario with Bonner said um it'll be, it'll be the same as Saturday really which was on paper 3-4-3 three, three, yeah but at times Chaplin drops into a number 10 position um but you know Edwards would obviously be a bit more kind of fixed to the mm. fixed width as it as it were, um, but he likes to get on the ball and kind of drive at the box. So I'd, I'd just like to see them carry the ball at feet a little bit, a little mm. bit more. But I, I would also I would also sit here and and think that Selena might be the man for for a game like this to try and unlock something. But what, why not? Let's give have a little look at Kyle Edwards and see what he can do. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? As we're sitting here talking about this. Um, oh. Let's let's bring Carl Edwards in. Oh, actually, maybe Selena. Like the, the <laughs> options are, are unfair. And Aluko, and Aluko. Yeah. Oh no, Aluko. Yeah, player once moved hands for, for seven million pounds. Obscene. Anyway, someone else who's obscene can be uh, Mike Bacon. I want to know your opinion, Mike, on the system before we move on to predictions. Um, you were an outspoken critic of the four-two-three-one under Paul Cook. You often said that you didn't like it. What do you make of the way? I think obviously you've seen this game. You, you saw the Akron game as well, didn't you? What have you made of the way Kieran McKenna is setting his, his sides out the three four three generally um, and variations of? Well, as I said, as I said earlier in the podcast, we seem to be sort of like having another another start to a season, which we're trying new formations all over again. I prefer this one. Mm. I prefer. I prefer it. I, I would just. I prefer as it is because I, I, I like. I like the fact we have two up front pretty well, or two. We seem to have two strikers on the pitch more often than not. Um, I would just like to see a bit more drive um, in, in that midfield. It's as simple as that. The defence looks decent enough. Um, I agree with Andy. Um, you know, I'd like to see. Well, I was going to have KV. I'd have KV wide back in the side tomorrow. I'd just like to go with Piggott and Bon. I mean, we're trying everything else. We've tried everybody. Might as well put who else? Who else is on that squad team sheet on the back of the program that we could try up front? Tyree Simpson. Sheeran, who's what Edge. number two? He's available. Number, number seven. Available. Number seventeen. I mean, yeah, we've had a go with everybody. I mean, but no. I mean, pick up, oh, pick up, a chap. I think Chaplin. I mean, for me, Chaplin. He scores goals. Piggott and Bond, just playing just behind them. I think then you're taking perhaps a little bit of a risk with Carl Edwards. That's quite an attacking. I mean, you've either got to start going for it or not. By the way, and I think we start very disappointingly at home Saturday again, a home game, and we mm. weren't on the front foot from the off. Um, so you start on the front foot from the off. Um, yeah, do I like the system through at the back? Three, four, three. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's certainly better than four, two, three, one. We have about eight defenders on the pitch before the start of the match um, as the match kicks off. So, yeah, I would like to see Pickett and Bond start tomorrow. OK, let's talk million pound picks then, shall we, Hutchie? Um, how did you get on at the weekend? Uh, I don't think you won, did you? I have to remember what no. bet was on Friday. Uh, it, it was town to come. Yeah, Yeah. I felt quite good about it as that game Mm -hmm. went on. I I was feeling quite good about that, about that bet. Well, at least the the going behind uh, 
the going behind part of it anyway at certain points. So yeah, that's another another seventy five grand lost. Um, fortunately, oh, lost. Fortu- yeah, fortunately, Mike is Mike has kindly offered to fund this going forward yeah. out of the out of the book money. So so actually, it's all underwritten and it's fine. Um, this time, I'm going to bet on Ipswich Town to win win to nil without conceding a goal. Um, win two nil or win two nil. Win. Win to nil. So, so any score line. To any nil. score to nil. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to win one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Twenty-one to ten returns four hundred and sixty-five thousand pounds. I actually think that's quite a good price given Ipswich are fairly solid at the back. Mm, that's that's almost free money, isn't it? I'm going to go and stick a few, mm, yeah. a few of the Heath Foundation dollars on that as well. Free money there. So you're saying to nil. Are you going to put a, a score prediction on? One. Not for the, you're going to say one nil. That obviously not. That's not a bet. That's just your. That's not. Prediction. That is not a bet. That's just my thoughts. For the record, um, Rossi, don't ask yourself any questions before this. Let's not go down the Watson shade of things. Um, let's just have a score prediction, please. Um, I'm going to go for two nil. I think we're going to keep a clean sheet as our back three is very solid. Um, it won't be the game like we did when we played Doncaster previously in the season. 6 nil was not going to happen. I <clears throat> I put predictions in um, the Kings of Anglia fan social chat and um, always ask predictions. We've got a prediction league and there's a, yeah, there's a few results here that I'm very intrigued about. There's a nil-nil there, which I'm a bit worried about. I hope that doesn't happen. Who's predicted nil-nil? Um, Name and shame. Alex. Alex Bell. He's okay, fair enough. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Um, there's, there's a few squeaky bum time 2-1s, squeaky bum time 1-0. Um, one-one draw because um James basically said we were rubbish on Saturday. So yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I think this is going to be a game that town fans may worry about. But also, there's Mike, good old Mike. He's gone for a five-nil win. So <laughs> there we go. Doesn't he? Doesn't he predict five or six-nil every game though? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I like Mike. Um, so you're saying? What did you say? Two-nil. We've yeah. got one-nil, two-nil. Mr. Bacon, what are you saying? Well, I've um, I've had a look at the odds, and um, I've decided I'm going for a couple of bets. Really, I'm doing. Um, I've, I've taken obviously because I'm not part of the million pound picks or part of, quite frankly, any part of this uh, financial arrangement you seem to have on KOA, which you drag me into, yeah. and then tell me I'm not allowed to, to participate with any with actual finance. So I, I'll fund it myself. I don't care. It's only it's only money. Can't take it with and all this stuff. So I'm putting five grand of my own money on three um, one town. And, yeah. And as a little side bet, actually, because I've got a because some royalties came in this week, so I've got a spare couple of grand. I'm going to actually go for um, I'm on that th- um, for Town to win two penalties, and both to be scored in that three-one victory. Um, I am just going to put down who's actually going to score, but it doesn't matter. So I've got three grand on the, uh, five grand on the three-one win. Um, as I said, it's all my own money. This because you lot won't yeah. let me play, and two grand on it Town to win two penalties. So you in that three-one, you've got Town winning and scoring two penalties. Yeah, quite a bet. So we've got. Well, it doesn't really matter if they win three one. It's one of the bets. If they win three one, two happy penalties, then great. But they're both separate bets. So I've decided to sort of, you know, I'd say it's a book royalties came in today. Lovely. Uh, so we've got one nil, two nil, three one. I'm saying seven nil um, again. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be right one day. Um, before we take our leave, Rossi, the uh, Ipswich Town women played yesterday. Um, now, in the green room before we started rolling. I said uh, the ladies played yesterday, and you 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 said a profanity about the result, um, and I said don't please don't repeat that when we get to the section. 
Um, so tell us what the score was, who they played, and you sound like you really enjoyed the game. Uh, it was Milton Keynes um, yep. on a very, very, very bad pitch. Um, mud bath, basically. <laughs> That's what it was. A mud bath, goalless draw. Um, I feel sorry for anyone who watched that game and witnessed that game um, because you couldn't play football on it. You couldn't even do a pass. You Where was it? Was it, was it away? So, yeah, so it was supposed to be at Stadium MK, but we won't get yeah. into that. But um, it was at Wooten Blue Cross Football Club. Um, and yeah, the pitch just wasn't playable, but they still played a game. And uh, yeah, nil-nil draw, disappointing result. Um, move on to the next one. Normally, my Sundays is after a, if Saturday game for the men is if that was rubbish. Normally, I can then, you know, be you know, you know the women are going to win. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, no, it wasn't um, a good weekend overall. Really, it was a bad result, um, bad game, and uh, my bath pretty much. Um, yeah, what? move on. Where, where does that leave us in the league then? Obviously, they're still top. Where, how are we doing? Still top. Um, Southampton, of course, Oxford are our battlers, but they're currently just in cup games. They've got so many games in hand, so we're just looking behind us, just wanting them to play games. So um, there'll be a Track the Girls Talk podcast later in the week to discuss this game more in depth, although nothing really happened. So uh, <laughs> it was just, it was bad. It's bad. Yeah, but do do still listen to the uh, the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rusty's selling of shows is is unbelievable. Yeah, it was rubbish. Um, talk probably talk about it, maybe not. Um, boys, any other business? Hutchie, anything else going on in your life you can tell us about? You told me yesterday you were at a kids' party, which sounds hellacious. How was that? Uh, very nice. Yeah, um, that, that's the line. Yeah, I was there with my daughter. She enjoyed it a lot. Do you still lovely. get party bags at, at parties? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What's, yep, what's, in, what's, in, what's in a party bag well, these days? There's a little cupcake in there, some sweets, some stickers, which went down very well, um, balloons, uh, and some bubbles, blowing bubbles. So, yeah, it was nice. very nice. Very have, you ho- have you hosted a party yet at your gaff? And if so, uh, what's, no. in a hutchie? what's in a hutchie party No, bag? we haven't yet. The pandemic has meant that actually, like not been allowed to, basically, mm. throughout throughout her life. So we will be this year. I'll let you know what's in the party bag. I want it to be P. Diddy-esque party bag, like a five, five grand bla- bracelet for each kid that comes, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Any any kit updates, Hutchie? You have you got your hand on the old black kit yet? No. Good? No. <laughs> got nothing for you. Excellent. Uh, Mike, anything else to mention? Um, no, not really. Um, a very happy, a very happy birthday to my uh, my son's girlfriend, who was twenty one this weekend, and went over to a party on Saturday. An outrageous party I was invited to with a mass of university students, which, um, quite frankly, I felt about one hundred and seven years old as I stood there. Well, I, I, I well, <clears throat> they were doing more. They doing more shots than I was doing. Trying to, I just drink my 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 bottle of pop. You know, and um, so uh, had a thoroughly nice time though. Too. So hello to Gianna for for, for her twenty first. Hope she has a lovely. She be, she seems to be having a um a twenty first month, not just a birthday. Just for the day. So that was nice. And also, um, I've had a I've had a quote for my uh, my driveway, which is yeah, it's coming, yeah. which is very good news. Um, it's because I've been waiting a long time for this. Um, so my driveway quote has come in, and very acceptable it is too. So um, I'll be keeping up to date on that. Uh, I knocked my wall down by the way in the end because I never came back to finish it off. So the wall is gone, and and now I'm just for the driveway to be fitted so a quite a busy weekend in the end um uh, what with the football as well uh heathy everything going on and um and of course congratulations to boreham wood on uh, their great win yesterday afternoon we're not really not doing literature town but i just thought so mm. is is the reason that we're going to the uh the youth party is that why mm. you've got a, you, your kind of new new style hair because you yes yeah. yes it is i sort of i decided to sort of make a bit of an effort 
um, when I got there. Um, I was sort of, um, you know, punching over, high-fiving and all this sort of stuff and all the stuff they do and punch and and, and all sort of stuff. Um, but yeah. I, I, I did feel I did feel a tad out of place. Mm. A little. Just a little. Hi, kids. Have you heard of this new bang, the Arctic Monkeys? They're tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, I did actually request Duran Duran, but I was... Um, I was I was um, I was pushed aside. My son told me, "Could I go home now?" So I left fairly early. Fair enough, Ross. Anything else to mention before I do my usual shambolic outro? We've got one thing. Um, just want to shout out to a listener who's um normally actually based in Mexico, but he's currently back in in England. Uh, ben Chaplin, not no relation to Connor Chaplin, I don't think. Um, Sir Chap is on Twitter. Um, he's going to be at the game tomorrow, and he's gonna we're gonna I'm gonna meet him. So I um, just want a little shout out to him. And I think he came back to England to surprise his dad. It was his 80th birthday. So, um, senior chaplain, happy nice. birthday to him. And, uh, yeah, and look Mr. forward to and Mr. And Mr. Ben Chaplin also ordered one of the books for 38 Sleeps to be sent over to Mexico, where he actually took a picture of it on mm-hmm. Acapulco Beach. Lovely. So, well done, Ben. Glad you're over here now. Happy birthday, senior chaplain. Um, ah, see that? Wee. See what I've done there? Uh, is Ben going to be on, on the fan social game day reaction then? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. That's the plan. Superb. Look forward to that. Right then, friends. Um, that's Monday's pod in the books. Town have won ugly, but they have won. Um, we're going to move on now to Doncaster away tomorrow night. Just a reminder, please, to sponsor, not sponsor, you can sponsor us if you want. Support our sponsor, Manscape. Use the code KOA at manscape.com for 20% off and free delivery on all that excellent clobber there. And also follow us across all the social media, Kings of Anger on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please do leave us those five star review on iTunes because it helps people discover us visibility wise in the iTunes charts, um, which is great. Um, okay then, have a great start to the week. Town at Doncaster tomorrow, another seven nil win I reckon, and we'll convene again later this week. Speak to you then. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon. Head to audioboom.com/channel/archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.